stories and the kids at the home and making that connection between our home, the Methodist Children's Home, and the other churches in the South Georgia Conference. So he can't be with us here today. But I wanted to kick it off by introducing my family to you since none of them can be here today. Um, some of you might know, I think that slide I'll be coming up in just a second here. This is my family. Um, and some of you probably heard last Saturday, not, not like last night, but a week ago, my oldest daughter, Mary, got married. And um, so this picture was taken at the rehearsal dinner. And so, oh, let's go back to, uh, well, that's, well, let's start. Listen, this is Mary and Peter. So this is my oldest daughter, and that is her wonderful husband, Peter. And they are actually in Croatia right now on their honeymoon, which is kind of interesting. Anybody who's about my age would think you were sliding into the war, but apparently it's a great place to vacation. <laughs> Thursday, I was able to reconnect with some young ladies that I had never from Mary's child. 
in the book of Exodus. We don't have to open your Bibles right now, but I'm just going to give you a quick survey to set this story up. So Joshua, there's a whole book about it, it's the book of Joshua. But let's think back. He would have been a slave in Egypt. He would have grown up, he would have been born. When he was born, he would have been a slave. He might have seen his father getting up in the morning, going to build bricks to help build Pharaoh's pyramids. He might have heard when the buzz was going around, hey, Moses is back. Have you heard Moses is going to deliver us the promise of one day being our own people, being our own nation, the promise that has been passed down for Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, and all these generations. Could it be true? Could the promise be true? He would have been there. He would have seen the plague of frogs. He would have taken, his family would have taken the history of the blood and sacrificed the lamb and put it over their door so that the dead angel would pass by. He would have been a part of the company of people who walked through the Red Sea and saw those towers of the walls of water. He would have seen the miracles. He would have seen Moses come down from the mountain with the Ten Commandments. If you can, just imagine and put yourself. These would have probably happened to him maybe when he was 20, we don't know for sure, probably as a young adult. He was a part of the group of spies that actually they, they left Egypt, they're going through the desert, and they come up to the promised land pretty, you know, in a reasonable amount of time. He was a part of the spies that Moses sent in to say, hey, this is the land God has promised us. Can we take it? He's a young book. He's like, yeah, we can take it. Like the giants in the land are big. But our God is bigger. He had that kind of faith. You might remember the story the other spies said, Joshua Caleb had faith. The other one said, no, it's too big. It's too difficult. Our God's not big enough. And back into the desert they go for 40 years to wander around because of the unbelief of those 10. I wonder, was he angry? Was he bitter? What, what, what developed in his life during those 40 years of wandering? So now we come to the end of Deuteronomy. And the scriptures tell us, they're, they're there to bring. So you've got the, the desert behind you, the promised land is before you. And Deuteronomy ends, and Moses dies. His chapter of his story ends. And the scriptures tell us that the people of Israel, or the, the Hebrew people, that they cry, they grieve, they mourn for 30 days there in the wilderness. Jericho is before. And then we pick up in the book of Joshua. And it's interesting to me, just imagine, one chapter is ending. And a new, literally, a new chapter is beginning, or a new book, the book of Joshua. And when we start at the beginning of Joshua, God tells Joshua three minutes. That second verse, he looks at my book, obviously, he doesn't look at it, but God is looking at him, but, but the scriptures.
speaks to Joshua, and he says, Moses, my servant, is dead. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, let me ask this question. Why do you think God had to tell Joshua, Moses, my servant, is dead? Joshua was there when they buried Joshua and the people of Israel had just wept for 30 days. That's what the scriptures say they wept. He knows it. Why do you think God had to speak to him one more time? I think because Joshua needed to wrap his head around his new reality, his new season, the new chapter. Just like those bridesmaids said, Miss friend, Miss friend, have you cried yet? Have you grieved the season that's ending, celebrating the year? I remember when um, my father uh, passed away several years ago, and uh, he had a stroke uh, a few years before he passed away, and he, uh, he, he lost the part of his memory that allowed him to know who I was. And uh, he, he remembered a lot of things, and sometimes you could kind of jog his memory. But I remember the first time I called him on the phone, and, uh, and I said, Hey, Daddy. And he goes, uh, you know, Who is this? I said, Daddy, it's Fran. And he didn't know who I was. And I remember him, I said, Hey, it's Fran. It's your daughter's like, Oh, yeah, I remember now. And I remember I got off the phone and I cried because my daddy was still alive, he was still my daddy, but he had been my protector, my provider, you know, strong daddy, took care of me, and now my sisters and I, my brother, we were going to take care of him. And as a family, it took us a while to come to grips with our new reality. Um, there was some bickering, there was some fighting, there were five kids in my family, uh, we had some knockdown drag outs. We, you know, who's going to take care of Daddy? Who's handling the money? Who's going to. We had to come to grips and learn how to navigate this new season because it looked very, very different. Um, but we found a gentleman in the I got to where and I'd call him, right? I'd go see him. I'd say, Daddy, how are you? And, uh, and I'd say, It's Fran. Fran. Remember, I'm, I'm one of your daughters. And then I'd go, Remember, Daddy, I'm the pretty one. I'm the pretty one. And he'd go, Oh, yeah.
Joshua needed to get so 